0: Have you struggled to get everything done? Have you looked for every trick to be more productive? How much do you really understand about how productivity really works? This is Crushing the Clock, a podcast where we explore the nature of productivity so you can actually get back your time and energy, making a difference in both your personal and professional lives. People often find information about productivity helpful, but they fail to put it into practice. This is why we hope to build a filter through mere information processing and help you be able to dive into the actual process. Now, Jim Woods comes on the podcast today to talk about productivity and what comes with it. Specifically, we're going to look at why rest is a big part of productivity. And one of the things that people need to address when it comes to productivity is not about time or task management, but about their energy and how energy plays a big part of rest and ultimately how productive they're able to be. And so today, Jim and I are gonna dive into the idea of hustle and how that plays with sleep and rest. We're also gonna be talking a little bit about managing your energy and there's a lot of things that people do to artificially manage their energy, i.e. caffeine. But also, we're going to talk about how to know yourself and try to figure out what works for you as opposed to what might work for somebody else. So that's not always the same. We're going to touch a little bit on healthy diet and exercise just a little bit, but we have a future episode that's going to dive even more into the aspect of healthy diet and eating and things like that but we're going to talk about making rest a habit as well. So there's several other things that we get into as well. We do get off into some rabbit trails and some tangential things, but it's all very helpful and helps you be able to get a glimpse into some of the other ways that productivity works together with with some of these different things. And so definitely listen for all those different things. And so the big idea though that we need to take from this episode is about rest. So let's jump into this conversation that I had with Jim Woods.
1: I feel like rest is something no one ever talks about. It's often about the hustle, the hustle and the grind and being more productive. And I put productive in like air quotes because what does that really mean? That's like a life coach. What does that mean? I, I hate it when we have these words that we don't define and we assume everybody like we're not speaking the same language. So yeah. I think that rest is huge because that's what keeps us going. That's what keeps things sustainable. And as you know, Josh, firsthand, it's like if you're a parent, if you're married, it's a completely different ball game than these 20 somethings who are, yes, they're often life coaches or entrepreneurs and they're telling you how to live your life, but they're single. So, you know, context really does matter. And I feel like that's one thing we kind of skip over. And often too, we're seeing things through a filter on Instagram or Facebook or anything online really, where it's like, Hey, here's the highlight reel. Well, and that's cool, but I'm saying you don't even get a highlight reel if you're not resting because you're not going to put things out you're just going to you know be flailing in the background and failing a lot and feeling like you 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 know you can't do it honestly because you're not going to have the energy you're not going to have any sustainability or you know in some cases yeah you might be able to put things out there but again it's not going to be as good as it could be if you had more of you know A rhythm to it, more seasonality to it. And I think, Josh, that's why I'm like, I'm such a big advocate for coaching because I can give the greatest blanket general advice ever, or you can get it, or anyone. But without that context, it really doesn't matter. And I think this is genius for your podcast because I'm automatically thinking, you know, how can I help Josh? How can I help, you know, the listeners like you, where, okay, I think I can help hone in a little bit there and say, okay, well, Let's really talk about rest for Josh. Not just, I mean, I'm glad to use myself as an example, but what does rest really look like for Josh is what I'm thinking in my mind. Okay.
0: Yeah. So we'll get there. But obviously one of the most obvious things of rest when someone brings that up, sleep, is the most obvious. But what else comes to your mind for yourself maybe that you think of when it comes to rest.
1: For me personally, it's managing my energy in that not doing a lot of things on the calendar, not, you know, being one of those people who fill in their calendar like crazy and, you know, I'm I'm doing this that night and I'm going here and I'm being with this group. As an introvert, I know I need time to recharge. Intentionally, my wife and I have had this discussion where it's like our kids can do one thing. We're not going to be the family that, you know, has kids doing multiple sports activities or different groups or things like that. And that's just our personal you know choice because my wife, her energy, we're, we're in pretty good sync. Yeah. I mean, it'd be a different answer if if she was like super energetic and I was kind of, you know, low energy as far as at night. But we've kind of come to that agreement. So I think even just having that conversation is huge.
0: Well, that's interesting that you mentioned there about you brought up there about being an introvert. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think that's something that really plays a difference because we're, we're both introverts, and so as introverts, we need to allow that time for us to be able to like have that alone time, and that helps us be able to recharge. As opposed to someone that's an extrovert, it's like they can do physically do more and be around people and stuff like that. And while it drains us, it gives them energy and helps them, and that's actually, I guess in a way, restful for them. So I guess it's identifying what works for us personally.
1: Right. And I think understanding your own tendencies, and I almost hesitate to be like, ooh, introvert, extrovert, because some people will say, I'm an ambivert, I'm in the middle. Just pay attention to your patterns. You know what I mean? Like a party, after a party, I'm like, someone just unplugged my batteries. And my wife's the exact same way. It's like, we'll sit next to each other and not say a word all night after a party look back at your patterns, look back at your, you know, your history. We all, we can learn so much by just connecting those dots. And like my daughter, she loves, loves, loves being around people. Like she has been really, you know, even depressed because she hasn't been around her friends. We've been doing the virtual schooling thing. And like when her friend comes over, she's thrilled and excited. My son, he likes to keep to himself and play Legos and Minecraft in his room. And he'll, you know, he's not antisocial as much as like, Hey, this is what I prefer to do. And just looking at your patterns, I think it's so key. And, you know, there's so many tools out there now, Josh, you can like really pinpoint, I'm not saying like, Hey, take this one test and you'll figure it all out. I would never say that, but I think you can find some clues when you You know, take the Enneagram, take the Myers Briggs. If you see a pattern emerging, like for me, Josh, it's like it's a really direct line. It's okay, okay, here you are, Jim. And I've I've taken them enough where it's I've seen this pattern emerge. And I'm like, don't fight it if you know these to be true already.
0: Yeah. And I think one thing could be difficult sometimes, especially for someone that's like just getting into it. Maybe they haven't like you and I, we've listened and been doing a lot of this kind of thing for A while, and even though we're still working on it, some of this stuff seems a little more obvious. But for someone that's just kind of getting started and they take one of those tests, or maybe they take a couple of those tests, and they're like, Oh, this is how I am ideally, this is my personality, and things like that. But they're like, This is my life situation that I'm in, this is my family situation, this is my work situation, and it sometimes it's hard to be able to say, I'm in this work situation, but it doesn't jive with my personality, so I'm having to step out of my personality. In this work situation how so what are some things people can do to be able to try to reconcile that besides saying here's my two weeks notice i'm gone right which maybe that's an option but
1: (laughs) right no i've been there josh i've been there and i was there for a good three four years in that mode because in my former career i was an accountant and i was playing another role because i was doing that and I, i totally get it i think the best way to kind of just the mindset is huge. And just saying, hey, this is a season, you know, one day at a time, learning to be better than you were yesterday. You know, what was the high and low of yesterday? That's a great mindfulness um, exercise. I mean, and if nothing stands out from yesterday, you, you could say over the last week, what was the high, what was the low? And I think figuring out the right mindset for that Individual, you know, if it's for you, Josh, it's like, okay, what could really help me as I go and step into another role? What could really give me some great energy and make me feel like I've accomplished something before I even set foot in the workplace? And if you can knock out something, then it's like, wow, you already have a huge win before you ever, you know, clock in or out at that other job. Or it doesn't even have to be a job, it could be that other role right? Because I know so many exhausted parents and my heart truly goes out to them. I'm, I think of a friend of mine who lives in Washington and he's like, has a four month old baby. He's working from home and he's in insurance and he has like three other kids. And I'm just like, and he's like, oh my gosh, I just, I can't do this. And I literally was telling him yesterday, I said, you know, maybe you don't want to push it so hard. Maybe you want to maybe jot some notes for yourself like five minutes, whenever you can use your phone to be productive as opposed to, you know, just distract if you have something to say. And then, you know, maybe work on writing or whatever it is. If you have a business idea, work a little on the weekend. And if you can't, I mean, that's cool too. Just do what you can. And uh, hopefully that encouraged him because I I feel like we try to, you know, burn the candle at both ends where I used to try to work early in the morning and late at night, and work a day job, and be the best you know parent I could be, and best husband I could be. And it was like, my wife kept telling me over and over, she's like, you can't do this. It's physically impossible for you. Like You don't have that much energy. You're just going to be a cranky bear. That's what she said, quote unquote, you're being a cranky bear. <laughs> um, so <laughs> it's helpful to have a yeah. spouse that'll call you out though, for sure. And honestly, Josh, even the last few months, my daughter has been at me. She's like, it's like, dad, you seem pretty cranky. What's going on? And I'm like, "Um, "Hmm, I'm not sure. And I, then I realized like, well, my wife's been working more and I'm working from home a lot more. And it's really hard with both kids wanting my attention, doing virtual schooling. And, you know, I'm trying to cram things into the margins and that's really challenging. And I, I was just honest with my daughter. I said I said I'm sorry. I promise it's not intentional. It's rather I'm, you know, in a really awkward season right now until you guys are out of school for the summer.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I think that's interesting. So several things you said so far made me realize this that it's like learning and giving yourself permission to say no to things that even though in your head it might seem like I have to do this, I was there. You, you said you were at one job for like three or four years. I, I mean, I had that mindset for probably a decade. I mean, ever since my kids were born, longer than I wanted to be. It's like I yeah. always felt yeah. like I had I have these responsibilities as a husband, as a uh, dad, as mm-hmm. this person at work and in my church, and it's like I got to do all of this. And maybe when I was in my early twenties, I had the energy to be able to do that. I can t- get two hours of sleep and quote unquote make it all work, but Get it to your 30s, it starts to not work as well. And I I found that I got to that place and I was like really burned out. And so I had to learn to be able to prioritize and say, okay, I, I really just can't do all this.
1: Yeah. And I think, Josh, too, I think, again, remember you're always a work in progress. You're always a work in progress. And, you know, you might have a bad day, you might have a bad week, you might have a bad month, but just being honest with yourself. And, you know, specifically, you know, if you're married, having that spouse and being just honest with your spouse or, or significant other partner, best friend, whatever, I think we need some of that outlet because you only know what you know. And sometimes we don't, we're like last to realize things. (laughs) I, I, I'm holding my hand up. Yes. I'm last to know (laughs) some obvious things sometimes. And I even hired someone recently to work with me just to help fill in some of those weaknesses for me. And it was scary. Like I've been kind of freaked out, honestly, Josh, for the last few weeks, because I'm like, this is going well. I'm more productive. Oh no, how is this all going to blow up in my face? (laughs) Which is, (laughs) is totally Enneagram four is what I am. But it's totally like a negative story that I'm spinning a little bit because I'm like, wow, this is going great. I'm being productive despite all these challenges. And That story we tell ourselves, if we can be a little bit aware about that and it's like, okay, if we spin the, I'm tired, I can't do this story in our head, you pretty much are like ready to go take a nap or quit or, you know, throw in the towel right then. I think it's like, well, shoot, if you're going to spin that story in your mind, you might as well just go take a nap and then you'll actually have some advantage to it. Right. Yeah. And just being aware and saying, Hey, I know my patterns. I know how I work. And it's hard. I mean, you have to be really brave and find things that charge you up. And I I didn't really answer your question directly uh, before because (laughs) I'm struggling with it a little bit myself. It's like, wow, this is a weird season. For me, playing basketball, usually really, you know, physical exercise, going for a walk really helps me out. But I haven't done that in a while. It's probably been a month since I've, you know, weather dependent. I've been like, oh, it's, it's rainy, it's cold, it's windy. Um I live in Ohio and it has snowed a few times despite being in May. Um you know it's like oh my gosh, right? And like I'm I'm working on that. I'm working mm. on it. I'm I'll stand as opposed to sit. When I when I'm working on something, I I'm I'm working on it though. I'm trying new things and I'm. I'm trying the stand up desk. I'm trying to you know pay real attention. Like if I'm working upstairs versus downstairs, do I feel tired quicker? Oh well, hmm. Maybe I shouldn't work remotely near my bed because I just keep telling myself the story. Hey, <laughs> go take a nap. Right. <laughs> just being aware and what we eat, what we drink. I'm a coffee junkie, and I know there are some days that I'm. I'm really trying to trade depression for anxiety, <laughs> because I'm like, ooh. I don't feel very tired or I feel tired. I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling very good. I'm going to drink lots of coffee and then I'll get myself wired and worked up. I'm working on that. I'm like, okay, I'm going to scale back and be just a little more intentional, you know, give yourself some boundaries and don't take out your frustration on the coffee pot. Don't just keep drinking coffee, (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. avoiding the junk food, especially during certain parts of the day or I crash. I know you, I know part of your own personal story, Mm -hmm. Josh, it's like, how you eat really affects how you feel and your energy levels. And that's something mm-hmm. yeah. we, we don't take it. We don't, we don't realize it. It's like, Hmm, I just had a pizza. Why do I want to take a nap? Hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's definitely very true. And I, I'm learning more and more about, how food affects our bodies in those different ways and of course everyone's a little bit different and so certain foods can be fine for for some people and not good for the others but anyway it's a personal journey like all this stuff we're talking about it's a personal thing all of us are different our personalities and all that kind of stuff and it's interesting you mentioned there about playing basketball and like standing using a standing desk and it's something that helps with rest even though it's there's a physical exertion It brings rest and it seems counterintuitive, but there's something to that, to where even though you're doing something physical, you're able to maybe able to rest your mind a little bit or whatever your body's in a different position to where it's more natural for it. So it's actually more restful as opposed to being in a more awkward position, which then adds extra stress and tension and all that kind of stuff, which then makes you feel more tired and things like that too. I've noticed that too, because I created a stand-up desk as well. I'm sitting currently because I have a little problem on my lower back. But and so when I stand in a certain position, it hits my sciatic nerve or something like Mm -hmm. that. And so sometimes I got to sit, but, Mm -hmm. but anyway, I mean, when I created the desk, it's like, okay, this is nice. I'm able to stand. I can kind of move around a little bit and it, it was helpful. And so it's like, this is good. I've heard people talk about it for a while and it does help. It helps be able to bring a little bit more energy to what you're doing and alertness and things like that.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I couldn't agree more. And it's, it's funny. Often we forget what works well. At least I do. I don't know, Josh, are you kind of that way where it's like, ooh, I had this really good habit in place, and then, you know, I got sick or the kids got sick or, you know, something happened, then all those good habits kind of I don't want to say disappear, but you forget about them.
0: Or we don't even get it. We realize something works well, but we don't do it enough for it to become a habit.
1: Yes, that too. And we
0: stop before we get to that point. And so then It kind of derails and so it's like oh i got on uh, my exercise bike for example i have an exercise bike it's like i get on there and i hate the first 30 seconds so then i start getting into it it's like okay this is good this is nice i like it and yeah and so when i do that for a little bit but it doesn't become a habit and then i get away from it so then i'm like back at square one again it's like oh man i hate this (laughs) but 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 it's like in my head when i think through the process it's like okay i know once i get past that initial part I like it and it's good. And so it's good for me mentally. It's good for me physically. So I think we derail ourselves too much because we've realized that there's something that's good. And like you said, we forget or at least some part of our brain. And it's interesting.
1: You know what I think it is too, just as you were saying that I, I realized like, even for me as a writer, there are certain things I like when I'm in a certain season, say I'm writing a new book, I'm drafting. I really love this tool called the Alpha Smart Neo Have I shown you this before, Josh? I don't think so. Okay, well, I'm getting visual aid time Um, for the podcast listeners. It's a little typing device with a little screen, and it's basically the size of a keyboard. And it literally, you type, and then the words come up on here. And it's not a computer. It's just a typing device. It's literally like made for kids in a classroom setting, like teaching them how to type. And I love writing on this thing. I love it and I have so much more focus. I never have Twitter or Instagram or YouTube distractions. Like when I have that, I'm just writing. Mm. But I've been in editing mode, like working on on my novel. And I've been, you know, working more on my computer, on client work and other things. And I kind of forgot about the Neo, the Alpha Smart Neo, this little typing device. And I forgot how much I loved it. And then I kind of stumbled across it the other day. And I was like, oh yeah, wow. I need to use that some more. And I just, it was almost like I used it for one part of the project and then I moved on to other parts and other projects. And you know, the, you're not thinking so much about concrete foundation for a house when you're putting up the blinds or the curtains, right. Or when you're painting the walls. But Mm -hmm. for me, like that typing device, that's the concrete foundation. And I like when we start looking at things more as a project versus a, day-to-day kind of thing. And you say, oh, well, what's, what's the important parts about this project? Or where am I with this project? Mm -hmm. Sometimes we're in the beginning, right? Um, If you were to tell me, hey, Jim, I'm in the beginning of a writing project. I need to go to the basics. You know, a good foundation is key. And going to things Mm -hmm. that excite you, things that work well, things that give you focus are huge. Because when, like, I try to work on my computer, Josh, I mean, it's, it becomes a distraction festival. It's like, oh yeah, upload this podcast, work on this video, email, you know, all these many, many things. And they're not bad in and of themselves, but I don't get a lot of focus because I can jump around really fast. By having mm-hmm. a self-imposed limit, by having a boundary of sorts, I can say, hey, it's writing time. And then I'll reinforce that boundary even more and say, hey, 20 minutes. I know I can do 20 minutes, 15 minutes, no problem. And then physically stepping away from the computer, I can take that little Alpha Smart Neo thing to the park. I can do it outside on the, you know, sit on the front porch, you know, removing myself from those distractions can really mm-hmm. help me. And I, for- I forgot about part of that because I've just been on different parts of the project and I'm like, Ooh, maybe just going back to the basics, back to the fundamentals mm-hmm. <laughs> is the way to go. And,
0: yeah and you know that made me think of something um you mentioned they talking about the uh, like project versus day to day and doing certain things in that way that actually got me thinking kind of going back to our our topic about rest and energy mm-hmm. is something that should be a daily thing for us is water mm. and that's something that is missing for a lot of people i know for a long time it's like i i mean i was sustained by mountain dew and it's like i would drink yeah, yeah drink tons and tons of mountain dew my wife drinks tons of coke sometimes and it's like and there's been times my wife is has come she's like i don't think i've had a drink of water in three days all i've had is coke oh, or man. something like something to that effect. i mean maybe it hasn't been quite that extreme but yeah. i mean i've i had times with that too it's like i haven't yeah. had any actual water i've had mountain dew and dr pepper and all this and it's like i go days like that right and i'm like i'm so tired but i'm drinking all this caffeine but i'm so, so tired
1: yeah you
0: might not be tired you're just dehydrated and so yeah. I had some issues years ago where I had some mild symptoms of heat exhaustion. And mm. so where I would, I didn't have enough to drink. I was hot out. And so it was like in the middle of the summer, I was working in a factory and I was not drinking enough water. I was drinking pop, but I wasn't drinking enough water and I didn't know what was happening at the time. And I started getting dizzy and I was spinning around yeah. a little bit in my head. And it's like, I didn't know what it was when I yep. realized what it was. And it's like, okay. I'm going to make sure that I drink enough water to where basically my thing was like, I'm going to drink enough water. Or I'm going to the bathroom every two hours. That's good. Even though I'm like sweating all this stuff, I'm going to make sure I drink enough water. And so there's that. And so the another thing that I thought of though, like kind of like the day-to-day versus project mm-hmm. just recently, we went, my family and I, we went hiking and so it was going to be warm. It's going to be up like temperatures going to be in the mid, upper eighties and so we were going out hiking. And it's like, okay, let's make sure we bring enough water and we'll make sure we drink a bottle of water before we go to kind of prehydrate and things like that. And thinking about this now, if you have a habit of drinking water on a regular basis, keeping yourself hydrated, that's not a hard thing to do. Yeah. If you're not used to drinking water and all of a sudden you come across this type of situation where it's like, okay, you got to drink this bottle of water before you go hiking it out. You're like, oh my word, drink a right. bottle of water. I can't drink right, that much right, water. That, right. And, and so it's like, this huge obstacle whereas if it, you're used to doing it on a regular basis it's like okay my body already has it higher level hydration let me drink this no big yeah. deal i'm used to it And yeah. you just kind of go through it so even though we might be getting ready to do something strenuous doing something more it's actually there's a level of rest going into it because we prepared ourselves
1: yeah and i agree completely and it's like even as i'm talking to you now i have this can of sparkling water i don't like water by itself that much but I love these. This is this is not sponsoring the show. But if they want to send Josh money, I'm okay with that for him. Um, Waterloo. <laughs> it tastes like soda. It tastes like um, it's lemon lime, and it tastes like soda. And I I haven't had pop in like it's been years now at this point, and I love it. And it's it's fizzy and it has flavor, but it's like literally zero calories, and it's just a little. I think sometimes we crave that caffeinate or that that fizz, you know, in their in our drinks, yeah. and but like what you said, though, it's like I could still flavor my water, put toss a lemon in there, do whatever, and drink more water. It's so simple, and it can change a lot. It can help us get moving because, frankly, mm-hmm. I think a lot of this is about moving. We need more movement in order to truly rest later. If we're sitting mm-hmm. all day, no wonder we're sending our brain mixed signals, right? If we're sitting in place all That's day, it's point. like, okay, now I'm going to... S- sit in bed all night and I'm gonna you know I feel like we're sending our body mixed signals right
0: yeah we've actually experienced that recently with our son he's 14 and he's been talking about it's like he goes to he's supposed to be going the bed like 10 10 30 or something like that and he's like yeah I ended up staying staying in my room and I can't fall asleep for a couple hours and and then he comes time to wake up and it's like I can't wake up and so it's like need to get you doing some more physical work but back when he was doing basketball he didn't have as much problem but he hasn't had that for a little bit. You nailed it. And you nailed it yeah. right there. And yeah. And, and so we had a day, it's like, okay, we have all these outdoor chores you, you were supposed to be doing before you didn't do. So let's, let's go ahead and knock this out. And he did a lot of good work outside eight 30. He was out.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> and so, so that, it's that's funny. A good point, it's though. funny.
1: You mentioned that Josh and it's like, we need to move more. And I had another thought and it kind of was jumping away from me quickly here because that's, sometimes our focus will jump around. I mean, that's, it's called being human. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. But I think so much of this is really about figuring out what works well for you. You've got to get something out of these things, out of, you know, rest. And speaking of it specifically, like I think TVs, movie, you know screen time i think that's something that we all need a little more moderation our our mutual friend eric fisher i saw he was tweeting out literally over the weekend he's like i'm putting my phone away i'll be back on monday but i'm not it's i'm having a screen free weekend and i've tried that before like it was last summer though when my family was really you know truly doing the screen free thing and it was really hard and awkward at first and i was like okay Let's go to the drugstore and get a newspaper. Let's play board games. Let's do something, right? Um <laughs> because we're entertaining ourselves all the time with screens, and then it's like, okay, what did we do before all these you know devices and screens and everything? I was like, okay, let's let's play board games let's let's go outside. Let's do sidewalk mm-hmm. chalk. Let's do whatever. And it was refreshing and it was awesome. But then again, we kind of got out of that because of just different seasons of life where. My wife was working more on Saturdays and I was working a little on Saturdays. And before you know it, it creeps into Sunday. If we would have had that specific boundary of, hey, you know, no working on Sunday or something like that. But, you know, life sometimes does throw you those curve balls. And I think maybe, maybe part of the key is like starting over, you know, restarting well, once you get those curve balls, right? And Mm -hmm. usually it's accountability, you know, having some accountability or some form of boundary, you know, you're going to do a lot better with the screen free thing. If your phone's in another room completely and your if your spouse is on board and you know, you, those little steps we can do to kind of rebound well, because we're going to fall off and, and rest is really hard because it's like, sometimes rest could mean going to watch a movie. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's the best form of rest always like, okay, I sleep and watch movies. That's my rest. You know, I, like you said earlier, and, and I said, it was like, I think we need some movement. I think we need some exercise in there to relieve some stress and then mm-hmm. we can really, you know, get out some energy.
0: Yeah. And I think it's a balance because we mentioned as we got started here, like the different areas of energy, we need rest in all these areas, physically, mentally, emotionally, We need to be able to kind of rejuvenate there spiritually. If we're like mentally like going, 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 we're going to get exhausted and we're going to get physically tired, even, or we might feel physically tired, even though it's just our brain. Or that's a situation probably where it's like, we want to go to sleep, but our brain just keeps going. And there's all these different things. So we need to get rest in all these different areas. And so it's kind of working on trying to get like a, I don't know. Well rounded is probably an overused term, but uh <laughs> you gotta get well rounded in these different areas and so being able to eat the right things and And have the exercise and having these things in balance, and being able to get the sleep that we need, or just time to just sit and relax, or time to have some socialization and things like that. And because I mean, there's a lot of times too where it's like you can be working. I mean, you do a lot of stuff at the computer. You're working on the computer, and so what's your rest time? You go to your phone and you start. You're engaging your brain still with screens, and so it's it's so it's giving yourself a break from what you're doing and being able to do that. I actually just went through the book when by daniel pink okay very interesting book he mentions in there about being able to take these breaks taped and he mentions naps and he's like people do naps wrong a lot of times they'll like take a 45 or minute nap or an hour two hour nap and mm-hmm. it ended up waking up and they're groggy and it, it ends up being counterproductive and he cited some studies where it's like like 10 to 20 minutes is like the sweet spot for being able to take a nap it's like enough to let you be able to get some rest your brain gets into a certain level and your body gets into a certain level of sleep but it doesn't get too deep yeah and things like that because i mean that, that's part of the problem is that a lot of times when we do those longer naps we get too deep asleep right and then we try to come out of that and that doesn't work with our rhythm and so he yeah. mentioned that and he mentioned also being able to take like little breaks like every hour or whatever i mean even just getting up and walking to go get a drink of water and coming back can be enough of a little break through the day. So it was really interesting.
1: Yeah. And I, I feel like it's so personal and so customized. And I think we need to throw out a little bit of the potential judgment. And I feel like that's sometimes even what stops me personally, Josh, from mm-hmm. you know spending more time playing basketball. Like, I'm like, Ooh, well, I, I should be working harder. I should be making more money. I should be, you know, doing this, fill in the blank. Right. And talk about counterproductive. It's like, I'm spinning a negative story, rationalizing it. Like, Oh, well you don't need to exercise. You know, it's like saying, well, you don't need to eat healthy or you don't need to sleep. You can work more. And it doesn't, it's unsustainable. It's unsustainable Mm -hmm. when we're taking away from things that help us. And, uh, I think that's really fascinating with the naps and just finding little things that can energize you is huge. I'll rattle off a couple. Mm -hmm. I know that helped me. Maybe, Josh, you'll get the gears turning. You can think of a few. I'd love to hear what you think, too. Mm -hmm. Switching physical locations. Like right Mm -hmm. now, I'm in a conference room and I'm not too far from the library. Just literally moving from one location to the next and even wandering around the library for like 10 minutes, change of scenery pick up a book, you know, return a book, whatever. That really gives me energy because I feel momentum. I feel something. Like if I sit in the same place all day, it feels like a form of prison to me because I need Mm -hmm. a little freedom to roam. And like, you know, even if it means, you know, recording a video in my car and then coming back into another room, working for a bit, like that really truly helps me. And I, I feel a little antsy sometimes. I'm like, ooh, I need to go for a walk. I need to switch places. Mm-hmm. I think that's what that is, is my mental energy saying, Hey, I'm dwindling here. Can you, can you give me a little, uh, can you give me a little boost by just moving your body and, you know, changing things up? Did you think of anything, yeah, Josh, okay. like that helps you out?
0: Well, I can definitely second what you just mentioned there about being able to do that. Probably the biggest experience that I had was back in the fall. I took a trip up to Washington and I was there with one of my clients and we were working on a project and we were working on it for four days. And so we're three and a half. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then like half a Thursday. And so we would come in and we would be having whatever these six to eight hour days and we're working and we had this we were basically working in his house mm-hmm. and so there was four of us adults and then his kids <laughs> were there too but uh they they were doing virtual school and so we were doing some work and so we would do some work in the office so where we were all like kind of together and then but then there was like other areas in his house and so it was nice because we can be able to do some work in the office if we needed we can go and sit at the kitchen bar or stools or at the table or over on the couch mm-hmm. or we can go out back and and sit out there in the back patio and do some work and things like that we were just even the time when we were trying to do some creative work and it's like okay we're coming up to a a block here okay let's kind of take a break we had lunch we went out for a 20 30 minute walk and we just kind of talked about whatever and just kind of chilled and then finally it's like okay we started clicking and we came back and we were able to start making some more progress so even though we took time away And it seemed like we're, quote unquote, wasting time. It gave our brains a break, and then we're able to come back and accelerate the work that we we're able to do and that week in three and a half days we did about as much work as we normally did in about a two-week period wow in like three and a half four days
1: that's incredible
0: i mean maybe a little stretch maybe maybe not quite full two weeks but what we did a Even whole a lot week, more work a that week.
1: week yeah yeah, yeah.
0: and so because we were able to utilize our energy that way so some of the other things like for me water is definitely a big thing being able to have that and then using like the stand-up desk going between standing and sitting and Mm -hmm. alternating Mm -hmm. between those can definitely be a help i don't know there's a lot of different things sometimes it's just like okay i need to take a break and Mm -hmm. it's like just need to step away from the work and look at it. it's like okay i know i had this deadline coming up but i mean I, i remember years ago i would be working 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 and i'd be coming up and it's like i got like an hour left of this podcast and i'm trying to edit it and it's like my brain is just wanting to shut down it's like okay let me take a break and sometimes i would even just go to sleep and then i would get up in the morning and i come in and i'm focused and i get it done when i was before when i was tired or whatever i was getting probably like a six to one ratio so it's like for every minute of audio was taking me six minutes to go through it after i got the rest i came back and i was doing like a three to one ratio so i was like i doubled my speed because i was able to Give myself a break and focus. So it actually increased my productivity by taking a break and doing it. Yeah. And, and that's another thing too about energy is like the time of day.
1: Yeah. And being Amen. able to
0: learn that. And so we don't have time to get into all of that. Right. Time. And this time, but that's an important thing to kind of learn when your body has the most energy, when you feel more physically alert and mentally alert and things like that, and learning to be able to do the things that you need more productivity with do it during that time as much as possible. Sometimes yes. you can't depending on yes. on your restrictions, but I mean as much as possible, work with that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's and the funny thing is you can actually set boundaries around that really easily and just, you know, like we said earlier, just saying no is huge. And like I schedule my meetings very intentionally. Like I hit a lull often in the afternoons. If I'm talking to some Interesting, encouraging person. That's going to give me a boost. Now, if it's a someone I've never talked to before and I have no like relationship with them, I'm going to go on fumes. I'm going to be like, "Ooh, I'm drained already going in. I don't have it." But if I know that person, like talking to you today, Josh, it's like this is the perfect pick me up to keep me rolling and being intentional about that. Even just how you schedule your meetings, and mm-hmm. sometimes you have to learn that the hard way. But as you're more aware. As you keep just looking at those patterns, you're going to learn. And that's so, so important. All this really is about growing and learning and growing and learning. Mm-hmm. And it's not a perfect science. There will be times where, you know, what you thought was a, a five on the mental energy task to 10 scale, it might be a 10. And you're like, ooh, that was, that was hard. I I was expecting Mm -hmm. a five, I got, got a 10, you know, but if you kind of go in more often than not, if you look, look back a little bit at, at your patterns, look back at, you know, that if you have anything to compare with and, you know, maybe, maybe next time you put, say, okay, well, I'm, I think I'm going to need to, this is going to take a seven. It's not all the way at 10, but it, it might be a seven or let's plan that during my peak energy hours and, and go that route.
0: Yeah, so this has been a really good conversation. I really appreciate that. Is there anything else that you would wanna say in conclusion or wrapping up? Maybe re-emphasizing something or something you didn't say yet?
1: I think we all struggle with this. And I've even written a book with Eric about this. It's called Focus Booster, where it's all about maximizing your, you know, focus and your time and your energy and your attention. But Eric Eric Fisher will also tell you, it's like, we're all struggling with this. It's like eating healthy. It's like physical exercise. And I know we mentioned those both a lot in this episode, it's all tied together. And, Mm -hmm. you know, focusing on that fact that, Hey, we're all work in progress. And it comes down to like those little decisions that we make. So, you know, play to your strengths. That's something I'll always say, like, Hey, if you know, you are much better energy wise earlier in the day, like before noon, put the hard work there. You know, don't try to push it back to the end of the day when you're, you know, you're going on fumes. If you, I mean, don't fight those Mm -hmm. patterns. I mean, work around it as much as you possibly can. And, you know, be encouraged. Again, I think we're all in this together. We're all really learning. There is no precedent to like what we're doing today. I mean, you're an entire production team, Josh. I am too. I mean, we're all doing so many you know, things today. Give yourself some grace and, and just keep learning, keep growing, and be honest with yourself.
0: Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you spending the time with us. If people want to be able to connect with you or learn more about what you're doing, what would be the best way for people to do that?
1: I have a new website, continually working on it, but it's called storymaking.me. <laughs> storymaking.me. I love stories. I love helping other people create stories and um, whether it's podcast or maybe you have a blog or you want to write a book, if you're telling stories, I think there'll be something useful for you there. And uh, like, I do offer productivity coaching, but it's very limited. Like I'm going to use the word story so much that you're like, wow. Are you sure this is productivity coaching? Because you sure say story a lot. I think <laughs> it would be the story of you. You know what I mean, Josh? So even like today, yeah. it wouldn't be all that different from our chat, honestly, Josh. <laughs> because um, <laughs> you know the story you tell yourself is so important and so powerful. But uh, my website there is Storymaking.me, and I'm also going to start a live show, like a live stream show, and I'm I'm going to have you on soon, Josh. Once the dust <laughs> settles a little bit more. And that'll be the story making show. And it's going to be on like YouTube and Facebook and all those fun things. So thanks again for this opportunity. I I love talking with you, Josh. So again, please. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Glad to have you. Make sure to follow or subscribe to this podcast and your podcast player of choice. So you don't miss an episode. If you have any questions or comments, or you want more productivity resources, visit crushingtheclock.com. I would love to hear from you and I'll catch you on the next episode of crushing the clock.